0: Thank <laughs> you. that's right, we're back once again. Today is the 30th of May, at least that's when this will be released, and tonight we have the Conzian Studio by himself once again, just uh, to talk about a little bit about a terrain project that he put together a while back that turned out fairly sharp, and I'm pretty proud of it. It's... It, certainly, there are some areas to improve upon, and I'll note on those when I get to those points. But it's in that genre of new Warhammer terrain that's been introduced by the Eighth Edition Warhammer rulebook. You know, you get all those random types of terrain if you generate them, and because I run the Merry Mayhem tournament, it was kind of essential to I thought add and include a lot of these cool terrain features. So this is someone that I pulled off and. I'm going to talk about it. It's the actually the Altar of Cain, uh, which is very dark elfish. And since dark elves is one of the armies I've collected over the years, I had a bunch of dark elf bits to work on this. Now I'm going to start off, since I, I really haven't talked. We we had the terrain winch on the on the show ba- uh, ways back, and you folks seem to have really enjoyed that episode and downloaded the Dickens out of it. So. We we definitely touched the on the kind of the basics or the essential kind of some of the essentials you wanna have in your terrain making collection. One of the few of the things that I've used in this project from that was I had a a bit of wooden dowel, which was actually laying around from another project I had made. The I use a blue insulation foam. There's like the pink foam and a blue foam that's that's solid sheets i like i prefer the blue personally over my years of making terrain the pink works just fine but the blue seems to be just a little stiffer um i can't really describe it any better than that and it's very possible that in europe or australia or wherever you might be that the foam is quite a bit different in that regard i also used some thick cardboard and a piece of wooden hardboard, probably five inches by four inches, to kind of base and mount the thing to. And I think I, th- I think I said thick cardboard, and some skulls that I picked up during Halloween. I got to say, Halloween is po- one of the possible best parts of the year to pick up various little things that you'd never think you might need for your Warhammer stuff because the scale's a little bit too big, but. When you're making terrain, things like the skulls and tombstones and other bits and bobs that you can get during the Halloween season really work out perfect for your terrain project. So it's always I'm always excited about that time of year. Not to mention it's one of my favorite holidays, but it's very exciting that at the end of a year to be able to go and and raid all the local store, you know, department stores and chain stores for their Halloween stuff. Alright, so I think I also used a, a bit of sprue, an arm off the zombie sprue. So I always find that having a bo- if when I'm working on terrain, that having a box of zombies around is always great. So I always try to keep a, a box of the current Games Workshop zombies around, because I do work on a lot on terrain pieces. Usually I get, as we ro- start rolling more and more into the fall, I feel more and more pressure to add some more terrain to my... Collection for the Warhammer Fantasy stuff for the merry mayhem event so and or some at some point it, the old stuff needs to start cycling out and new stuff needs to be added so all right on to kind of how I made this project um and there'll be a I'll link up the pictures to this up in the gallery for this so you can see what it looks like in the pictures and then look at and then I'll describe how I made it so. Anyway, so I've got the hardboard base. I cut out, once I had the hardboard base picked out, I cut out a piece of blue insulation foam so that it was roughly three quarters an inch from all of the edges. And I should note on the on the hardboard, this is probably about a quarter inch thick, and I've li- I've taken a hand sander and rounded off all of the edges. It's not... It's not perfectly angled, like say a, a plastic movement tray or, or such, but it's just rounded off enough so that it's not sharp. I got rid of that sharp edge. So we, I cut out that first chunk about about three quarters, maybe an inch away from the edges of the of the uh, hardboard, and I, it was just a square. And actually, in the front of the base, it's probably more of like an inch and a half. That's going to be, in the front of the altar was the largest step. And on the sides, I have two small steps I'm going to want to put on later. Onto this onto this uh, chunk, I then cut the front corners so that they were kind of angled a little bit. Enough room where there would be the room for the steps to be placed flat, but I wanted to put a couple of skulls. Kind of in the in the front left and right corner of the piece, partially because I had the skulls laying around, and I think, but also, and you never can have enough skulls with anything Games Workshop, so that helped kind of help this stand out, and also to give it that kind of evil look because this is a distinctly dark elf piece, so I wanted to give it some of that look in the roughly back center. I then traced out a circle, and I used this as a bottle of, I think, acrylic paint that I had laying around, but it's about an inch and a half round, so anything equivalent to kind of trace that out, and then I cut it out all the way to the bottom of the blue foam. Then, at that point, I then went ahead and took that round piece that I had just cut, the, the excess part and sliced it about in half that way and then put it back in the center okay that way it added some depth to the piece to that pit in the center of it without adding any real additional complexity to it the next thing was to start working on the, the back side of the piece has a tower uh, this little bit of a monument or tower thing and it has like a drain and stuff that I put on it and to do that I then took a scrap of blue insulation foam probably in maybe two inches tall and on the top half I just trimmed off the sides so it looks like it's coming to a pyramid peak and then on the and then the rest of it I wanted it to look like it was brickwork so taking a ballpoint pen I drew Pressed, drew into the foam, and by drawing on the foam, I'm actually pressing into it a bit to actually make the indentation. So it's not—I didn't have to actually carve out any pieces of card or anything like that to make these bricks. It was literally right from just drawing it on the on the foam, and that actually works really slick and really fast. On top of that, then I took the piece of dowel, and at this point, I drilled a hole into that pyramid that I had cut. And put the that was just perfect for the dowel, and then set the dowel in and glued it in with a little bit of uh, PVA. Or in the U.S., we could, we uh, the name brand is usually Elmer's. Let and I let that set up, I and mean, it's important to actually let this set up because it otherwise it kind of spins and and whatever on you. Then on the top of that, I cut out this kind of. Octagonal piece of foam, and it wasn't real precise and I didn't and it doesn't have to be to to still look good on the table i want to I want to kind of get that across and on this piece, I then took some thick card and cut out the the distinct tri, almost triangular spire type thing type construction that's so predominant with anything you see for Dark Elf Terrain. And I just slipped those in to cut them into little slits. I made sure that on the bottom of it there was enough card that I could cut a slit into the blue foam top piece to slip them in and then glue them in place with a little bit more Elmer's glue. Finally, I took some bits from the Dark Elf Warriors box to decorate the top of that, the base of this tower... And then I also took some bits off the dark elf sh- uh, shield sprue and put them on the octagonal top of that tower. That helps kind of spell it out as distinctly dark elf. At this point, then I went ahead and covered the the. I made the steps and glued them into place. I drew in on with a, again that ballpoint pen method. The brickwork that was on each of the steps in the that are on this piece and then I coated the exposed areas of the hardboard as well as the pit itself with a with a fairly fine sand okay part of the reason I did the pit was I wanted it to kind of look bubbly and gurgly when I was done with it but it also helped kind of fill some cracks where the foam didn't quite line back up when I put it back in the hole. So once this was pretty much dry, I then went in with hard co- hard that thick cardboard again, and I cut out various different shaped bricks. Some of them I cut you can with it using the thick card. I then wanted to bevel off the edges of each each brick so it looked like it was rounded off a little bit going into the construction. I also then on some of them carved in some cracks and and scratches into them to give give it kind of that look of it's been used and weathered. All right. Then finally, once that was set up, I gave the whole thing a coat of black paint. And this is what I brushed on. It's very important to note that you don't want to use a spray can of anything on a on a foam piece of terrain. Okay that you'll end up with a melted, ugly look, which might be desired for some other terrain projects I've done, and I've done purposely, but on this it was certainly not desired. After that, it was a quick couple of coats of gray, and I coated this, the whole thing gray. I didn't bother bother with uh, differentiating whether it was the base or the rest of the model, or the rest of the terrain piece. And I worked it up from a, a dark gray to a lighter gray to a a really light grey, almost a white. After that was complete, then I brushed it. Just grey by itself looks wrong to the eye. Um, especially on something this large It looks like it's outdoors and should be weather you know, should be out there in the elements. So I took a almost like a snake bite leather, but I use craft paints when I'm doing uh craft acrylic paints when I'm doing a project this big just because the expense of the, the uh paint is going to be Very, very high if I'm using the same paints I'm using for my models. So I went with that snakebite leather and kind of coated pretty much the whole model. I actually left the top part of the spire with almost no paint on it at all. But the rest of the model got that paint. And it's just a really fine dry brush because I don't want to take away from the gray that I already had established across across the piece. I darkened up the skulls. So that they were uh, more of a dark grey, which was just really just at at the end. And I had played around with some different colors, some greens and whatnot, and ended up coming up ended up going back to the greys for the skulls because I just lot everything else looked a little too gaudy to me. Once once the uh skulls were done with the dark gray, I thought that the uh various dark elf bits needed to be picked out with some red. As well as the drain pipe, at the end of the drain pipe should be a little bit of red for the blood that's been pouring out of it. And I wanted to do up that pit, so I painted up some red around that pit as well, and in the pit. Also, at this point, I had also uh, glued the zombie hand that's coming up out of the pit into place. And... Then I went with the a blue green, an aqua green, to paint the little pillar that was that lit wood dowel that's holding up the, the on the tower, and I also painted that with a zombie hand as well. Finally, to get that kind of glossy look on the blood, kind of right, I went back with a, me, a medium that you normally would just add to a paint, but the medium by itself give it, will gloss something up, and it really did really nice effect on the. Uh, Bloodish blood that was kind of splued around this altar of Cain. So that pretty much wraps up how I made this piece. Certainly, if you had any questions about this or any terrain questions at all, by all means, go ahead and hit us up on Wisco Dice through our forums, or you can hit us on Twitter or Facebook, uh, and sh- and share your your thoughts or ideas. If you've made an altar of cane, go ahead and post up some pictures. I'll certainly be going ahead and at uh, some point in the very near future I'm going to post up this how-to on the uh, Wisco Dice forums as well. So you have that to look forward to. Alright, so go ahead folks. This is another edition of the Conesy's Diary. We'll go ahead and sign out from here. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I love that piece of train. He yeah, Conzi's is genius. <laughs> well, I'm glad I still have my fan around. Hope you guys are fans too. Take care.